Hello everyone, welcome back to American Born Confused AC. I'm one of your co-hosts, Krishna Ajari. And I'm your other co-host, Justin Padiga. Today we have a very special guest, Tosi. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our followers and so know a little bit about you. Hi everyone, I'm Tulsi. Um, I'm a head of artist in the SoCal area and I'm 22 years old and I'm finishing up school at USC and I hope to become a, dis- a UX designer along with doing my business along the side. Wow, impressive. So to kind of break the ice between the three of us, let's start today's episode with a game. So each of us are going to go around and we'll each say our dream client or guest we'd like to have on the podcast or just me in general. So Justin, why don't you go ahead? Okay, I said this before actually, and like it's pretty cliche, but I always wanted Oprah to come on to my show anything. Oprah's like the biggest thing. I don't know why, because like she has the words of wisdom and then she mm-hmm. can do like great advice when you need it she's always like comforting at the same time too so i'd always go for Oprah. all right tulsi what about you angelina jolie Ooh, that's a good one i love her just i love everything about her her face mm. her her the way she acts and <laughs> her poise and just her jawline oh yeah that. that a killer mm. jawline but overall i just like how she she adopted all her mm-hmm. children too and I just I just like you can tell a lot about a person when they do that and so yeah. it's like you really try to have their own children yeah so I just I really love that about her yeah um I would choose Amy Poehler I absolutely love everything she does in like comedy and all of her tv shows I think she's absolutely hilarious and would make for a great podcast episode so if you're listening Amy we're ready to have you on <laughs> <laughs> all right so so moving on into the questions now what made you choose USC and what is your major? So I'm currently an international relations major at USC, but I'm studying UX design on the side, like for my own purposes. I did do a minor in technology at USC, but unfortunately it didn't work out because, well, I didn't like what I was learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the curriculum didn't really go in line with becoming a UX designer, so I just decided to do a lot of self-teaching instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose USC particularly because my entire family goes to USC. Oh wow! So my I have I actually have a twin sister, and mm. she. twin sister and she goes to USC and it's just I just felt like you know I wanted to be alongside with her as well and um, I feel like when you're at USC you're in this realm of just just a competitive environment and I feel like for me when I when I stepped foot on that campus I felt like I was in the right place because I had a business I have a business and I was going to school full time and I just felt that my own grind was just like on par with everyone else so that mm-hmm. really helped me um, keep going and also just it's it's just a great school <laughs> even though you hear so many scandals yeah. about it overall you, you network like yeah. crazy. 
I was gonna ask, like, if it doesn't make you uncomfortable, just like an add-on question, how did you feel about the whole, like, call it admission scandal? I thought, obviously, it was, it's a very unfair to mm-hmm. those who, who, like, actually are qualified mm-hmm. students to get into that, pro into any of the programs that they wanted, but I just, for me, I just... At this point, I'm, I just embrace USC, even though it's got so many issues, like the the gynecologist, the creepy gynecologist, mm-hmm. the, the weird eye doctor, and <laughs> the other weird dean from the ophthalmology school, So, and then now the admission scandal, so I just, I mean, for me, I just have no comment anymore on these things. I just, I just, I'm pretty sure another scandal's gonna come up soon. <laughs> just foreseeing the future yeah yeah so speaking of your major what made you want to become a designer like was there a moment of clarification for you so i started this business when i was 16 and um i for me i just i've always wanted to have like a mendy business Mm -hmm. you know just for me personally because i grew up in a very south african household because my family's from south africa and I didn't know any Indian kids growing up. Um, I grew up in a primarily Asian community and um, a very, like, Caucasian community as well. So it was really hard for me to get along with the other Indian kids because they had their own cliques, and then here I am coming in, and they just didn't seem to want to hang out with me because I was so different from them. And so I feel like, with this Mendy business, I just continued doing it because I started meeting so many people that had the same qualities as me, and they were also Desi, but you know they were all in the OC area. I'm prim- I'm like from Pasadena, from the Pasadena Arcadia area, mm-hmm. so it's a lot harder for me to meet more Indian people. Whereas in OC, there's just so many. Yeah. Around. So with this business, as I keep driving down to OC and the Torrance area and like Roba Linda and Riverside, I just meet like the most amazing basic people. And I've created such a beautiful network of Indian people from this business. And surprisingly, all of them are older than me. They're all just old brides. I actually have, I don't think I've met someone my age that's wow. Desi. I think all of my friends that are Desi are older than me. Um, wow. But I'm okay with that, you mm-hmm. know? I, it it kept keeping, like, keeps me in touch with the culture. Like, mm-hmm. I now understand Punjabi and Hindi wow. and Gujarati. That's um, really good. Bec- yeah, because of the business. Because I'm constantly, like, being exposed to different traditions of the family and, like, kept in touch with seeing families, like, um, you know, interact with each other, and then they also speak to me like I'm their family. Oh, that's um, nice. And so it's just so nice to hear their stories and their, like, you know, traditions and, mm-hmm. um, I guess, like, superstitions about <laughs> what they should do with the Mandy or something yeah. like that. So it's just super interesting, and, like, obviously I would love to speak it, so my next goal is to learn to speak it. So that's kind of why I've become a designer and why I continued it because it just made me realize that my Indian network is through the business and not through my own personal familial community. 
That's incredible. I'm like training 16 right now and I don't even know what I want to do. I was like, well, you're doing this. Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, okay, what college do I have to go to? I'm like so stressed over the yeah. year. And then you start a whole on business, which is great. Because like, now, like you said, you have like a whole diversity now. Like, you know, yeah. like, you learn different languages through you're opening up an Indian community. And the biggest thing about South California that I feel like is like over the roof is that our diversity of Indians. It's like mm-hmm. a load of Indians is all yeah. over here. Yeah. yeah. Go, there's always like an Indian family, no matter what language they're It's just like that homey feeling that like, okay, mm-hmm. I know someone here, someone who understands me the same way. It's yeah. just that connection that you have. Yeah. I feel like that's great, especially to like your Hindi business. You get to have like these people and you get to talk to them and you get to like understand different cultures. But like there is one superstition that I learned, I don't know if it's true or not about my Hindi, where it's like the darker it turns, the more your in-laws will like you or something. Yeah, that's a pretty common. I've never heard that. Sometimes it's oh your husband will love you and yeah. then Wow. it's like, oh you don't have to do chores until the Mendy fades away <laughs> or something. I I don't know. For me it's all science based. I don't believe in the superstitions personally because yeah. I can't do that. I can't let my opinions get in the way of my job. So mm-hmm. I try to just stick with with what I know, and then I, you know, if the if the clients have superstitions, I try to like respect that and follow that mm-hmm. because you know it's just what they think in their family, and it's what's what's the like what's best for them during the time of the wedding. Yeah. So I really try to accommodate that. I found that that's super exciting that you chose to create this business at such a, such a young age and then kind of you've learned stuff from that. Like you found your passion and now you're gaining stuff from that, which is just like, it's so much better than just choosing something because your parents told you to or it's what everyone else is doing. You found your passion and things will follow, which is what everyone hopes for and you've actually found that. Because like Josna was saying, I feel like everyone our age, even though we still have two years till, or like a year and a half till we have to apply for colleges, I find myself every time I do something i'm making a mental list of like could i put this on my application does this look good does this make me stand out because like i was before i was like oh i'm indian i grew up in a strict household that makes me a great college applicant and now i'm like that's literally everybody that's josna that's all of our friends (laughs) like you have to find some way to make you stand out and how you started this business is just so absolutely incredible and yeah I find that really funny about what Joseph said about the superstitions. I've never heard anything like that. Oh, you'll, when, when you get married, trust me, all yeah. of these weird things that you've never heard before in your life start coming out, and your parents will just turn into different people. They'll <laughs> get more paranoid about the timing of when the wedding Oh my god. Be, the day. Wait, have you guys heard of the one where, like, if somebody um sweeps over your toes, that's bad oh, luck? Or someone, yeah, if you won't get married or something? And, like, really? if I... I've yeah. had so many things where my dog licks my yeah. toes, like, people sweep over my toes, my sister, like, runs into me, like, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't know. I don't know. Even when I cut my nails at night, they're like, that's bad luck, and I'm like, that doesn't even logically make sense. I know, I know, my family has the same thing like that, too, and I just, I mean, I just do it to respect it, mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, because now sometimes it, and it gets to your head sometimes. Yeah, it does. It uh, does, I, for I sure. I understand. I understand your pain. <laughs> I, I definitely do. Um, superstitions my mom told me, I can easily write a book about it. I can legit write a book <laughs> the about it. The whole list. <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> so seeing the wide range of your Mahindi business and everything, so how did you start it? 
Okay, so all of it, it just happened by accident. <laughs> like I, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. It 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 was really never meant to be a business. I just made an Instagram because I just wanted you know to put a portfolio up there, and for me, I. I guess, like, my Instagram, it didn't, like, blow up when I was 16 or 17, so I just was like, okay, I'll just post and do whatever and, you know, hope for the best, and then I, I think once I was 18, I was like, you know what, I noticed that, you know, I've practiced a lot, I've gotten better over time, so I deleted the account, I restarted it from zero because I just wanted to make sure that, you know, like... I start from scratch and everything's completely organic and I just kept posting and posting and I got my business license as well and a lot of the stuff that I posted was practice stuff mm -hmm. until I got my business license because um, <clears throat> I didn't want to make any money like in the like in a in an illegal way or anything yeah um, so once I got my business license I didn't get any bookings for about a year. Wow. A year. It was like here and there, like a party or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that I was really, it was really hard on me because I didn't understand, like, you know, why are you yeah. coming to me, you know? But I did my research and it just said that it takes, you know, about two to five years for a business to really, like, build itself up as you mm -hmm. go, you know? And, um, I guess like once I once I read that I was like you know what I'm gonna just continue focusing on the art because the art is what that what matters the most so then I continued doing that and then I got my first booking and that was a really bad experience because I didn't know like I didn't know you're supposed to sign a contract with someone right mm. I just booked her and this girl she ended up taking advantage of me because of my age and she oh. didn't want to pay me. And so, obviously, thankfully, you know, I was still young. I was, I think I was like, I think I was, I had just turned 19. I just turned 19. And thankfully, my parents came to rescue me and they helped me, like, you know, they demanded payment from her and she finally paid me. And then I didn't get another booking until maybe 20, 2018, July. Yeah, wow. 2018 July, and funny enough, that was the day I got accepted into USC. Ooh, <laughs> um, good day for but, you. <laughs> um, but that's, I think, over time, I started, you know, creating more art, and then there was this one photo I did, it was a girl of a half, it was like a half bride, so like, it was just like one side was her sari, and mm -hmm. then one side was her face, it was just like a full-on, like, portrait. And then I just, I, I guess I had posted, I had like maybe a thousand followers before that, and then I posted that, and then next thing you know, the next morning, I had maybe like two, two to three thousand more followers, and then wow. by the end of the week, I was at eleven thousand followers. Wow. Um, yeah, so that, that really, I just was shocked, because I guess like, you know, the algorithm was being really nice to me, and then. <laughs> I had posted at the right time, and it got reshared on, like, so many pages and so many Instagram, 
like magazine pages and I think that really helped me with just the Instagram itself but the business still wasn't there yeah if that sense so then that was that's been my problem until this year so mm-hmm. for me like the business I personally feel like my business officially started only in 2021 yeah because it took me so long to build everything I was still learning so many things that you never really start your business until you get that full clientele of your own yeah so all of that is just building up to it and then that's when you're you know you're rolling in the money Mm -hmm. um so for me I feel like you know around that time I had the Instagram 2019 I probably had like maybe six clients that year, only six people, and then 2020, obviously, maybe one or two, just like, you know, the small COVID brides, and then all of a sudden, 2021 was like, God was saying, here you go, (laughs) here's a hundred brides. Wow. I've, I've done about, like, I've done about, like, 30 brides already this year. That's insane. And I have another, like, 40 to go this for the rest of this year until September. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's thank crazy. Thank you, thank you. And then December, December, I, I haven't even, I don't even know what's happening. But mm-hmm. I feel like starting the business is just, it's the hardest part. So for me... I've, I feel like I've just started my business all over again because I've had so many clients, I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's such a hard concept to explain mm-hmm. because I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm still trying to learn as I go. You know? yeah. So you never really know when you're going to start your business until the clientele comes in because that's when you're getting your experience mm-hmm. and that's when you know, like, that's when you know, okay, this is what I need to do to change. Because I feel like I never got that full hands-on experience until this year. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my answer. I'm that's sorry, crazy. Really <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I kind of showed you my journey and like, yeah. why, it is, why, why I personally feel like I only started this year. Mm-hmm. No, like, that's actually good because I don't think a lot of people know, like, the difficulties of creating a business is. Mm-hmm. Like, many people probably think, like, personally in the beginning, I thought creating a business is, like, you create something that you like and then you just have people. I didn't know you had to have a contract. I didn't know you had to have, like, a certificate type of a thing, like a license. Mm-hmm. And, like, now I'm actually kind of learning these different things. And, yeah. like, yeah. some people have difficulties you went through. I, I don't think anyone knows because, like, at the beginning, you think of a business, you think, oh, it's a money profit. You just gain money out of that you're earning like some clients and like you think of it only that way but not like the progress you make like yeah yeah it's not going to be easy it's going to be hard building up Mm -hmm. that business reaching out to others and then you start getting in those clients yeah yeah this podcast like i know it's not as a business type of a thing but in the beginning for us it was kind of hard like yeah we needed to reach out to others we needed to like have people actually listen to it you know interesting topics for them to like find like oh this is something you actually want to listen to and there's like this hard like different different things we have to like take in count of mm-hmm. but like once we started interviewing people I feel like we like more of an open day and we reached out to more people creating more yeah. connection have like more like followers now more listeners that's good we reached higher than I ever actually thought we would yeah I was really surprised 
Imagine you, like, four years from now, you'll probably have so many followers and so many listeners. Mm-hmm. Even if you have, like, a thousand followers on Instagram, okay, cool. But the listeners are what matter more. Yeah. Like, like for me, I, so I have, like, a friend who is, who's in the jewelry business. She has, like, 4,000 followers. It's been like that for, like, maybe four or five years. But she just gets so much business. Mm-hmm. So, like... You guys are going to be, like, amazing. I'm sure your podcast is going to blow up. And you're starting at such a young age. So props to you guys. Thank there's you. There's your personal statement for college. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Side question. For your Hannah, what is the one magazine you would like it to be featured on? Vogue. Vogue. Well, yeah. Vogue India or Vogue Weddings or something. Mm. I just, so I've been getting, so I just did, like, two two girls so two girls in february and their weddings were their cousins they they hired a specific like vogue photographer or whatever she was i don't exactly remember um but she was featured everywhere and she got i'm sure you guys have heard of sabiasachi right yeah i think i I have designer and anita dongre have Mm -hmm. you heard of her yeah so that she, her work was like she got I think she got like invited by Sabia Sachi wow. to do a shoot and like I just saw on her Instagram that she was standing next to him and I was like that needs to be me one day <laughs> um, but not necessarily like Sabia Sachi or anything but yeah anyway so these two girls their weddings were like what kicked off the COVID, like 2021 season of weddings Mm-hmm. And once I did that, their weddings just went viral. Wow. And one girl, the one of the cousins that did it, like, halfway between her elbow and shoulder. Mm-hmm. And she got featured in, like, Wed Me Good, so, like, Shadi Saga or something <gasps> like that. And you see, you guys know what that is. Yay, yay I'm glad. <laughs> and then she got featured in Anita Dongre and stuff like That's that. That's insane. And like, these are pages with, like, millions of followers and stuff. Yeah. So, I got, I got the chance to switch that out in my bio and write that in my bio. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, like, really kicked off my career. And I'm waiting for her, her cousin to post her photos again. Because hopefully that will go back into Anita Dongre and I'll be featured twice. Wow. Um, but I'm just, I'm hoping to be featured in Vogue one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's another artist. Her name is Gloria Penna. She's a little bit older. She started a lot, long, like she started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she was featured, I think, in like Vogue magazine for like like different types of like glitter henna and like mm-hmm. costume design and stuff. So I just I thought that was cool. But for me, I'd like to be featured more on the Indian side of yeah. things. I I just just there's just something about indian and they say culture like yeah that you you, that's just so attractive Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that happens to me one day yeah (laughs) so speaking of your most recent henna designs do you have a favorite design that you've done in the past or recently um i don't know honestly i feel like it just keeps getting better and better and then (laughs) when i choose one you know when i choose one I'm like, oh my god, wait, let me create something new, and it just, I feel like each one just 
is always going to be a favorite of mine because yeah. it just it's like a different phase in my life personally. Like, oh, at this time I liked florals. Oh, at this time I like to draw like like junke or like something mm-hmm. like that. Or at this time I just like to do the full traditional look. So I don't think I really have a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it just depends on the day. Maybe if I was having a bad day, then I'll just say that I won't like that one. Um, <laughs> But I, I have pretty awesome clients now. They're mm-hmm. all very accommodating, and I think, like, past experiences really helped me learn how to make sure that the day goes smoothly and well, and I create what the clients want, right? Mm-hmm. So for henna designs, um, how did you... S- oh. Okay, so for henna designs, how did you start to, like, know, like, what design you wanted to do and, like, how to start off with it? Because, like, personally, I struggle so much on knowing, like, what to do or, like, which part to start off with or whether I'm going to smear it off. So, like, how do you know what to do? Um, personally, it's just inspiration from, like, what I see. So, like, I'll give you an example. So, in Pasadena, there's this restaurant called Setebelo, and it's, a pas- it's like, a pizza place. And in their bathroom, they have, like, these Moroccan patterns. Mm-hmm. And I just, I guess I just, like, took inspiration from that. And then there was some artist on Instagram that kind of had this similar pattern on her work. And I just kind of fused that together and put that on my bride to start it. So it's just inspiration. Yeah. I, like, like, I don't know, like a tree and just draw leaves and thing, right? <laughs> I have this plant here. I can draw leaves from that. I actually drew leaves like that on a bride just recently. So I'll post it soon. It's like Plumeria themed. It's really Ooh. cool. So, and she got this different type of henna, which I put this thing called Jaguar Juice Ink in it. It's mm. a fruit from South America, and it's it's like a type of berry dye. Mm-hmm. And it's completely safe on the skin. Because, like, you know how some people say, oh, I want black henna. That's not... That's not... That's not a thing. <laughs> that's putting terrible chemicals on your skin. But at least with this color, it darkens the mendy a little bit more, and it makes it into, like, like a bluish maroon color, but a mm-hmm. little bit darker. I'll, I'll post it soon. You'll see. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the color was so beautiful on my client. I just... I was so happy to see it on her. I hadn't done a bridal like that in so long, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll de- you guys will definitely have some good content for that too. <laughs> <laughs> so our next question is, what inspires your design? So what you just answered. So do do you remember when you were first introduced to henna, and were you intrigued at first, or kind of like iffy about it? I think so. When I was first introduced to henna. I was five years old, you know, like every basic mom, she just does it for you for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's pretty much what my whole thing was. And um, I didn't do it until I was maybe 12 years old. And I was actually getting bullied a lot in uh-huh. like school and high school. Um, and I went through a really rough time with peer pressure in high school. So mm-hmm. I think like when I started doing Mendy, um, my mom was the one that really noticed that every time I did Mendy, I was like at my calmest. Oh, that's and, nice. And um, 
when I did the Mindy designs, I just noticed I was getting better each and every time because I was expressing myself through those patterns. Mm-hmm. I'm basically restating my personal statement to you, by the way. Um, hint, hint for you both. Um, so I feel like that really helped me um, improve my art a lot more because there are all these students, they're studying and they're they're comparing me to like the average Joe, which was a 4.0 student with like five APs at my school. I don't know what kind of school I went to, just they, no one wanted to be your friend unless you had amazing grades or something like that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately I did not reach that standard for a Daisy child and I had a really rough time studying and, you know, taking AP classes and I personally feel like I, you know, AP classes just weren't suited for me. Yeah, um, I understand that. And, you know, I ended up going to Cal State LA, and, you know, that was fine. You know, going to any school is fine. But for me, I think that, like, that, like, really triggered me to go further into the business a little more. Yeah. So, um, that's, I feel like just the whole peer pressure and just the bullying and, just not really having a lot of friends in high school really triggered me into introducing myself more to the art. Yeah. I think that's a great success story because I feel like it's very similar for us and very different at the same time. I remember going to school after like an Indian wedding or something and not wanting to like thoroughly wash my hands because I loved the Mendy and Henna designs that I had on my hands and everyone at school was very intrigued by it. I thought it, I think it was just something really different that they were unfamiliar with so I felt like it made me excited and happy about my own culture but then there were certain things like when you were like your bindi right here and people would ask like what are you wearing or like when i was little and it was picture day my mom would put me in indian clothes and i felt so uncomfortable because a they're uncomfortable clothing but everyone else is wearing like gap or like justice and i always felt like out of place and i can understand where you're coming from with the whole like ap and classes and grades i feel like it's the same at our school people are only really open to hear your opinions and your ideas if your grades are top tier and everyone's always competing about who like it's always a constant competition especially with our generations is that you have to be the best it's not about learning or really comprehending what you're being shown it's being the best who's number one yeah and making friends from that who's the most popular nobody cares what you have to say if you only have two friends like you have to be the best at everything sports music grades friends and it's like that's no way to live you know and so i understand what you're saying yeah yeah exactly and like the mahendi thing um when i was younger i loved mahendi like whenever i put it all over my hand i was obsessed with the one we put it all day from your forearm all over oh yeah yeah that and like Yeah.
to school and I'm like, no, 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 no. And I only wear it at home. And then like, by the time school came, I washed my hands super hard to get rid of it. And I'm like, putting it underwater so the paint won't come off. And I was just like, on a whole nother row. And then like, the thing is now, when I went to high school, I feel like times have changed in a way where people are more mm-hmm. open to different things. Yes. Yes. But there's always that little things about like studies, like like you guys said, there's always going to be the thing where people are like only friends with like the way they are. Like, okay, yeah. Study. I want to be friends with you because of that. Or like, oh, you're rich. I want to be friends because of that. Like, it's not yeah. more of like the personality, like, oh, I like the way I vibe with you. Or like, mm-hmm. I like the way you hang out. Or like, I like how your attitude is. It's not more of that. It's more of like what you have. What your are assets are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, Personally, for me and Krishna, we kind of, like, have the same interest, same things, mm-hmm. which makes us. But there are other people in our school who are always like, oh, you guys are rich, I'm going to be your friend. That type of thing. But it's like, I feel like it has improved over the past couple years. Yeah. Like, if you think of it, back to elementary school, that has improved, like, a lot. But mm-hmm. there's always going to be a little, little things where people are, like, um, about AP studies. Like, okay, let's be friends because you're good at APs and I'm good at APs. Yeah. Let's just work together and do that. It's always going to be those little, little things, which we can't really change. But I feel like it's always going to embrace your culture and not change that part of you just so other people can be your friends to that. Yeah. Because yeah. there's always going to be that one girl that's like, you never talk to her, but she always asks you for the answers because it's like, you guys are friends, but no one really yeah. talks about it. Oh, it's yeah. like, ooh, what's on your hands? They like pretend to be intrigued, so you think you guys are friends. I think yes. there's always like that split side, no matter how much we improve and get more progressive between like schools and just in gender society it's always going to be that unspoken side of that like we're just competing against each other we're both trying to see who's better who's going to get into the better college who's going to be more successful 10 15 years down the line nobody really talks about that because we pretend that we're we're above that and we're more progressive but you can't really say anything because people will be be confused of where you're coming from so I think, I don't know, there's really nothing I can say about that because we've just not progressed that far enough to come forward with how we understand that there's that other side that no one really addresses. Yeah, yeah. Good with you guys. One thing that's actually trending right now on TikTok, on Instagram, everywhere, is hot girl summer. What are your thoughts on it? Do you have any plans for it? I think it's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I love it. You know, hot girl summer for me, I personally refer to, you know, just a really awesome girl hanging out with her friends, partying, going traveling, or just living her best life. Um, usually it refers to single girls. Yeah. But you can, I mean, I'm in a relationship, but I can still have that. Like, I think, I think anyone can have hot girl summer as long as they're able to, you know, you know, balance their time right and mm-hmm. also make sure that they're doing self-care and prioritizing their friends too like yeah I, i'm so excited for this summer i'm traveling so much this summer <laughs> i i'm going i'm doing a big road trip from seattle to idaho mm. Montana, with my best friend in idaho and then i'm going to mexico in july wow I'm going to portland with my with my sister and i'm also traveling for work because a lot of my brides uh-huh. are flying me out um and then I'm going to Mexico again for a wedding because my bride is flying me out to Mexico in November. So I'm just going to be sitting there and, you know, having really delicious food and doing Mendy. Favorite, so yeah. I'm, I think I think 
Hot Girl Summer is amazing because it really helps you find who you are. Mm-hmm. And it makes sure that you live your best life before, you know, before life really, really starts. Yeah, I'm like slightly excited but also very terrified once like September 1st comes and we're really in school like all of it I'm like terrified because I can't even remember what it was like to like get up at like before seven get ready put on an actual outfit like why did we ever do that and go to school for six hours then do activities volunteering sports talk to people for seven hours on end like I can't even imagine going back to that and trying to make conversation with people like that absolutely terrifies me so hawk yeah. summer is something I'm very looking forward to because it's like a refreshment course before we yeah. really get back into the grind of things yeah yeah did you guys ever feel like you got more things done during online zoom university 100 percent that or just zoom schooling then yeah and yeah. Um, yeah i don't want to go back <laughs> Me neither. I one more year left i don't want to go back oh I'm, my god i'm hoping they do the hybrid courses because mm-hmm. some students some students i think from like india or like different countries they're not allowed to come back here mm-hmm. because of like you know new strains and stuff of covid so I'm, I'm really hoping that they do some kind of online schooling for those who are, like, unable to, like, come to campus. Because I have to commute from Pasadena to USC oh, wow. That's four far. days a week um, via train, not even from car. Oh, God. I car, if I use a car, can you imagine how much gas Yeah. <laughs> so. That's so insane. I think I, I'm just very excited to just enjoy Mm-hmm. And just for the summer, just enjoy my life. Before things start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I really liked online schooling. I found myself getting a lot more stuff done in a day. I was like, there's 24 hours in a day. I never really understood that concept until now. And yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it's going to feel really overwhelming because so much of your day goes to school and then you have to go home and then do 20 more things. So I don't really know how we're going to be able to handle it, but, you know, it's three months down the line. We'll worry about it when it comes. Yeah. Our sleep schedules will be messed up again. Yeah. My sleep schedule was so much better Mm -hmm. during Zoom University. So hopefully it's okay for, like, hopefully it's, like, good for you guys. You guys probably go to school down the street. Yeah. (laughs) She's literally down the street. It's easier for you. Yes, late every day. day. (laughs) I won't impact you at all. Mm -mm. Won't impact you. It's one minute. Yeah. (laughs) So speaking of all your wedding summer projects, have you had a favorite wedding or project that you've done on a specific bride or no? I so I wrote this in like you know the guide section of my Instagram profile, and Mm. it was the the big family weddings, and there it was the two girls that had. Oh yeah. they're now like like so like they're just so um, like important to me like one of the girls she's a makeup artist full-time and we've just become so close we talk every day and they've just been they've just been my favorite overall like I feel like they're the ones that have really helped me with my business too Mm -hmm. so I just like I cherish them forever that's sweet that's nice yeah so 
a lot of Miami people, like, they have, like, they make their own from scratch, or they have people, like, ship it out to them. So do you make yours from scratch, and, like, how? So I have a supplier in Irvine. She gives me the powder, and she gets her crop from India as well, I think. Um, and so it's completely organic from Rajasthan, and what mm. I do is I make everything from scratch. Like, I put the powder in, and then I add my oil. I sift it a couple times, and then I put... Um, I put sugar as well because it makes your paste a little more gooey. Ooh, yeah. And then and I add more water and I put it in my electric mixer and then it just it just looks so satisfying. <laughs> um, and then I also make my own cones and I try to make them small cones because I feel like small cones help with your wrist a little more because mm-hmm. if you have a giant cone and you're holding it, it doesn't really help you with the accuracy of your design. So for me, when I use a small cone, I feel that my patterns come out a lot more cleaner. Wow. My grandma used to actually, like, she makes her own handy and everything. So, like, I always wonder, like, how is it that's so hard and all? So, like, still seeing people in the U.S. who make their own is actually, like, a touch home in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you're connecting back to the roots and, like, you're not losing that touch. Yeah, it really benefits me because the weather's just so hot here and Mindy thrives in Yeah. So when I have my, you know, the process where you let it sit for a bit and then the dye releases in the paste, I do this thing where I just add water and the color is just this bright red when I open it. It's just so Yeah. Cool. So it just makes me feel like I'm somehow in India. Yeah. I love that feeling like when I went to a wedding like three years ago for my cousin and it was at the Mendy party and she was like sitting at the front and she was completely like widespread starfish like this while the artist was doing her designs and I remember she was like I'm so hungry I could really go for a samosa right now she was like asking everybody to get her one and everyone's like no you're doing your men um I just combined henna and Mendy. Um, <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm starving. So she asked her future-to-be husband to get her one, and he was feeding it to her while she was doing her Mendy. And I was like, that's the definition of love. <laughs> that is so cute. It was so cute. And I'm just, like, watching this from the side, like, being 10 years old, like, oh, this is so cute. <laughs> I know. That's, I just, every time I do Mendy and I tell my brides to take a break, their fiancés are just... <laughs> They're just so adorable. Yeah. Like, they're always feeding. They're giving their their fiancés a massage on the back. Aww. Like, before before they start like, start doing Mendy on the feet, they give them foot rubs. Like, Aww. it's just it's so cute. So, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of making your own product, do you have any, like, what's the best advice you could give for a small business owner? Don't give up because when you start, when you start your business, you want to give up probably Mm -hmm. a couple months later. It's, it's really hard. I personally felt like this was going to be a full, like a, sorry, it's like, (laughs) um, I personally felt that this was going to be a part-time thing, Mm -hmm. but over time it just became full-time especially during the summer I wanted to take a bunch of bookings because you know why not right Mm -hmm. um and I think this was the I think it's 
I think it's definitely the best thing for someone to not give up hope because later down the line, you're going to just see so much come out of it yeah. that benefit you in the long run. And if you if you end up if you end up you know closing your business and and deciding that you know you don't want to do it consider doing it part-time yeah part-time is so important because one day you're going to realize that if you close that business one you're losing all your clientele Mm -hmm. two it's not going to have that momentum like it did before and three you're losing a part of the effort that you put in when you were younger so yeah that's I've had so many considerations where sometimes I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to do Mendy anymore, I just want to close my business. But then the next day, I'm just like, I'll just keep it part-time. Because I know that if once I close this, it's like a baby that I'm just giving away. So mm-hmm. I think if someone is going to start their own business and continue it, it should be something that is put to part-time if they decide to go to something else. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. <laughs> yeah. One question we actually ask most of like all our person that come on is how did growing up Daisy affect the way you are now? That's really interesting. I feel like I'm a lot different than, you know, a lot of these influencers mm-hmm. and you know, people in the basic community and like, you know, Artesia, Cerritos, OC, yeah. Erica. Um, I feel like I was very Africanized and Americanized and I wasn't Indianized, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, growing up Desi, obviously, you know, my parents did try to implement the traditions that, you know, all Desi families have, mm-hmm. but for me, it was just so different because every time I tried connecting with, you know, Desi children, for some reason, they just didn't get me because I was African Desi. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like those experiences really channeled more emotion to how I make connections with people now. Yeah. Because I feel like I've made so many African Desi friends here in OC, like in the OC area, area, and like Torrance and stuff like that. So I just, I feel like that really benefited me to really find the right crowd now mm-hmm. because everyone has their own experiences everyone's gonna make sure that you know they're gonna try and find someone with the same qualities as them and obviously sometimes it doesn't work out but at the end of the day you know that there are people like you going through the same experiences and I feel like I found that only now and I'm so glad I found it now because Five years, ten years down the line, if I didn't have an Indian community, I feel like I'd be a totally uncultured person. <laughs> so I think those experiences when I was younger and um, definitely making that effort to learn more about my culture before I started this business and during this business really helped. Mm-hmm. Alright guys, it is time to wrap up the episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us today and as always, we had a blast. Be sure to follow us on all of our social medias, including at American Born Confused Daisy with periods between each word, as well as our personal accounts linked in the bio. Email us with any suggestions or feedback concerning our opinions and tell us who or what you would like us to talk about. We love to hear your input and become part of our community. 
Yes, yes. Um, my TikTok is at Hannah by Dulce underscore, and then my Instagram is at Hannah by Dulce. All right. So we love you guys so much. Stay safe. Have a great day, and be sure to tune in next week. Bye.